Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show. Here are your hosts, Cody Tucker and Jared Newland. This game is always an intense game. It certainly was tonight. Lots of ebb and flows, uh, you know, and I appreciate how our players responded. We flipped the page. We're on a short week, and our, our players responded, and, and it was a physical game. We needed to make big plays at times, and we certainly did. And so to have the boot in Laramie another year uh, is really special. It's- Welcome to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by the Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wild Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. Another year, Jared, and they give you one of these. <laughs> He's got the boot, folks, right here in front of us. Isn't that pretty? That is. They did a good job with that really nice remake job. version of that. I thought that would look good in the office so uh, and fitting to well, bring out this week. So the one on Saturday that I had at the library sports bar in Laramie with the 93 reunion was also a so-called fake one. Yeah. But they have to have extras like that to take out and stuff like that. They're not going to take the original to all these places I'll, they go. I'll tell you, my colleague, uh, Alex Taylor, was taking pictures with it, and he's like, this is great. I can't believe they just let the boot hang out around town all day. And he, he said uh, – but there was no inscriptions on the side, and I said, "Well, the university just put out a literally a video of it getting inscribed with the newest, the latest score, twenty four to fifteen. Uh, you were duped, my friend. <laughs> so he he was pretty bummed. Oh come on, Alex! Isn't that pretty? It is that they did a good job with that. Yeah, that's rivalrytrophies.com. Uh, got that in the mail. They sent this to me uh, just because uh, they're from Michigan and they read me when I was in Michigan and they knew I was a Wyoming guy. So big thanks to them." Uh, Tenth time in 14 seasons, Jared, that the uh, Wyoming Cowboys get to take that beauty home. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of that in our lifetime. Stretches of dominance like this in our lifetime. That's three in a row. You can't take that for granted. And some of the social media posts, you know, about um, making sure you wish Craig Bowl happy Father's Day, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> it's pretty dang funny. Yeah. And this is a fun period, you know, of Cowboy football, of winning rivalry games. And so forth. So that that's it's good. And um, Saturday or Friday night's game was outstanding. Yeah. Uh, weather was good. People, some people were saying how cold it was. And I was like, "What are you talking?" It was about? perfect. It was. Per- I I spent nearly the whole fourth quarter on the sideline. It was great. Yeah. It was, I and even some of the '93 guys that came back. Now a few of them live in some warmer weather areas. I understand <laughs> that they were a little chilly, but but come on, you guys played in this weather and practiced in it. Yeah. They didn't have an indoor back then. The, no. the field house was their indoor, and that was the old turf. And they only went in there unless they absolutely had and to. And that's where people like I had a guy today say, uh, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit, not crazily, but uh, War Memorial Stadium renovations are coming. And a guy told me uh, today on social media, 
I, I don't know why they don't just take all this money and all the money they've gotten over the last 15 years and put a dome on that stadium. I about responded to him. Did you see my response? No, I did not. It's you, you, what you just talked about. The practicing outdoors, that's the part that sucks. How many freezing cold snow games have we really seen in the last two decades? And it's not about, he. I know what he's trying to say, but he didn't convey it right. 18,000 playing for a championship outdoors. It's not about sitting outdoors for three hours for a football game. It's about those 29,000 people have the ability to get to Laramie. Yeah. So if, you, if you're talking about dome in a stadium, dome the, every single roadway in Wyoming <laughs> into Laramie. <laughs> I mean, that's what, you're, that's what this guy's talking about. Yeah. And I'm going to ask you, since you were from Star Valley, because I looked up where you're from, how many games a year do you make it to Laramie for? Yeah. I had a guy last night that said, uh, wow, Wyoming basketball looks really good in those 80s jerseys. Uh, looks like they need some 80s crowds. And I said, oh, were you here tonight? <laughs> You weren't. You weren't here, but we digress. Uh, Wyoming Cowboys get the win over their hated rivals in the 115th Border War. This is what it's all about to look at this bronze boot, and you can talk smack for 362, three more days or whatever you got to do. Have you had Um, a Coors out of it yet? That's the only problem with that thing. You can put a shot in there, a couple shots. We're we're so drilling a hole in the top of this thing. (laughs) Can you imagine what's in that thing? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that'll get you. That'll send you to a new dimension. (laughs) Uh, The reason I say that you can't take this for granted is not only Wyoming's string of wins here. Um, My Aunt Meg happens to be in town, and she is from Oklahoma, huge Oklahoma State fan, and and has season tickets to everything under the sun. We were talking about her women's basketball season tickets last night, wrestling. They just played OU for the 118th time and maybe the last um, that's, uh, that's depressing. And it's kind of my first, uh, front row seat to somebody who's losing a rivalry, this stuff that we're seeing on the outside. And I hate it. It might be a year or two and then they'll bring it back. Cause both team, both of those schools need the revenue. It's good for the state. It's good for everyone. And I don't think the state legislators are going to allow these teams not to play every year. Well, Utah BYU is a very similar. Look situation. at Texas and Texas A and M though they haven't played for in forever. Yep, and now they're going to be forced to because they're going to be in the SEC. And I, for one, cannot wait. I love that game. Don't you, even necessarily have a rooting interest. I just loved it. It used to be on Thursday. Yeah, of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. every year, just like the Egg Bowl, Mississippi yeah. Mississippi State. And same with I. I anybody who listens to the show, Jared knows damn well I loathe Nebraska. I loathe everything about them, but and Colorado. But I couldn't wait to watch that game. On Friday, every, Black Friday, Black every Friday, year. Every year. It was fantastic. There was so much on the line, and there was so much hatred. I, I, I hate that. Um, so I asked my Aunt Meg, you know, uh, I was going to write a column about this. Don't take this for granted, man. You know, because CSU, if let's not, let's not get it twisted. If they would have been having more success, say, 10 years ago, when they were trying to get into the Big 12, they might have got into the Big 12. Brand new stadium. They got the media market, per se, with Denver. All that jazz. But they just haven't been winning consistently at all right now. Imagine if this kind of stuff would have happened when Sonny Lubick had them in their heyday and they had a new stadium. They might be gone. And do you think they're going to play Wyoming every year? you think they're going to schedule little old Wyoming ever again? Look at what BYU's done. Depends on what their crowd situation was like. If they know that they needed that you know, one crowd every other year for football and then every year for basketball or yeah. every other year, I guess it'd be a home and home uh, deal, you know, every other year, but that would suck. Oh, it'd be brutal. And yeah. I mean, who then who would Wyoming's rivalry 
Oh. Because Air Force is probably gone. Yeah. If that if this scenario is playing out. Utah State. Here. Yeah, it'd probably be a Utah State. I don't want it to be Utah State because it'll forever be for guys like us, BYU and Utah. Yep. And now we get we don't get to see them. And once Wyoming plays BYU next year in Laramie, I bet we don't see them again, maybe ever. And I'm fine with that one. But CSU, that's a whole new ball game. That would suck. Aunt Mag's not going to miss OU. And she's realistic. She's real with me about it. Uh, OU beats OSU a hell of a lot more than the uh, alternative. Uh, although the Cowboys did get the win over the Sooners last weekend in Bedlam. Um, they've been beating on them forever. And she, her words, they treat us like we're their little stepsister. And they're all focused on Texas anyhow. So it's kind of like our BYU in a way. Like, it sucked to lose them, but you don't miss them because they beat you more often than not, and you just don't like them anyway. I'm actually excited for the new look Big 12 next year. I am too. There's gonna be a, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because they're adding, you know, Utah, mm-hmm. CU, Arizona, Arizona State with the, the teams they have now, and then the OU and Texas leaving. I think it's going to be a fun league to watch. It will. It absolutely will. Boy, we have gotten away from this border war talk uh, for the most part. What happened last Friday night in Laramie? (laughs) How about that bounce back? If I have a big takeaway from this one, it's the bounce back because of how hideous the Boise State game was. And it's also the Cowboys won this game the way we thought the Cowboys would win games all year. They ran for 128 yards, or Harrison Whaley runs for 128 yards. They pick off two passes. They cause a fumble at the end. They hold CSU to 54 rushing yards on the day. They win it with defense. They win it running the football. And they get the added icing on the cake with a couple of touchdown passes from Peasley, making them pay on those third-quarter interceptions by Braden Fowler-Nicolosi. The only downside to the whole thing, the whole game, I know where you're going. not punching it in after the fumble recovery got down to the two-yard line. And really, the questionable field goals. field goals into the wind, especially the 55-yarder, if you don't go for it there, at least pin them inside the 15. Then they have that length of the field to go. Instead, they give him a short field and they score a touchdown. Yeah. To me, the most aggravating part is running the ball on third and medium. If you're running the ball on third and medium, that means you're setting yourself up for a fourth down, right? A fourth down play. One would think. One would think. All of a sudden, here comes Hoyland, whose confidence is already obviously obviously in the toilet. He's two for his last seven, by the way. These last two, Craig had no business putting him out there. Uh, I'll just say it. No business. And at the end of the game, for an extra point, (laughs) pretty much, let him kick it. Let him get his confidence up there. He knows in his mind it's a short one. But still, then you're up not nine, you're up 12. I I asked him that after the game, and I didn't hate his answer. I'm with you. They should have done that. He said it would have sent the wrong message to his team to not try and punch it in from the one. I didn't hate that answer. No. Because can't, can't argue with that. I like it, but they didn't punch it in from one. That's the part you really don't like. Where was the naked boot there? Oh, where was the just get a Pound yard? Pound it down their throat. Yeah. Get a yard. I mean, Frank Crum threw a guy on his wallet on that last drive when they're kneeling the ball down. I mean, do that on that play. You know, and he said, I left it all out there. I'll own that 15-yard penalty all day long. I'm protecting my guys. Well, punch it in the end zone. Once again, Craig goes ballistic. This time at halftime, mm-hmm. running down Colby Taylor, <laughs> yelling at him in front of 28,000 people yep. and the national TV audience to watch. Yep. Hold your composure. Wait till you get in the locker room. Well, and then he was asked about it after, and he said, uh, way to throw some cold water on this fun press conference for one. But he also said, uh, I was encouraging him. Sure didn't look like encouragement <laughs> to me. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Body no. language 
Yeah, but once again, why do you have to keep running after that guy? Why do you got to keep – you've already benched the guy for a game, and now you're just – it seems like it's an every week kind of thing. And we're watching Colby Taylor every week on Twitter go, I'm focused this week. It's 1-0. It's, you know, no mental mistakes. He's had a ton of pass interference calls. He's had a he's had a rough first season starting for the Cowboys. He and Ja'Cory both are having a very hard time, especially on the long balls, of turning, turning around, around and figuring out where they are in the field. Mm. And if they just turn around, read the eyes, and turn around at the right time, not only do they get those, possibly bat those balls down, but then they don't get the pass interference calls against them. Yeah. And it really seems that way from the press box, the stands on TV. Just turn around. How are you not seeing that guy's eyes get as big as silver dollars and yep. turn it around? Or you're just afraid it's going to, Well, know. Horton about caught that touchdown pass in the end zone. Nearly. In the south end zone. Yeah. He about one-handed that. It, and if you weren't really paying attention or watched the replay, you were like, oh, that was incomplete so far. No, actually, it was pretty dang close. <laughs> well, and the problem is, too, like you mentioned, it's not like Colby Taylor and Ja'Cory Hawkins are getting dusted. They're in their hip pocket. They're just not turning around and making those contested plays. Welcome back, Tyreekus Davis. Yeah, boy, did he lay a lick. Wow. (laughs) He laid a few licks. He may be 165 pounds dripping wet. He's small. he lays the wood. Yes, he does. And that was not a small guy that he laid the wood to. Yeah, and a big stop there on fourth down to get the turnover on downs at the end and secure the win. Perfect tackle. Yep, it sure was. Cowboys bowl eligible for the seventh time in eight years. This is the seventh time in Craig Bowl's 10-year career. You can go ahead and throw those first two years right out the window, not to mention COVID, and those are your three years that the Cowboys aren't bowl eligible. However, I do understand that people are not no longer just happy being bowl eligible, and that's because this isn't like the 90s, and this isn't like the 80s. There's a million and a half bowl games. It doesn't have the glamour it used to have. It's not as hard. Obviously, it's hard to get into one as it used to be. However, Jared, do you think people would be more excited if the Mountain West just simply had better bowl ties? Because say that say Wyoming doesn't get in the Mountain West title game this year, but they finish nine and three, and your grand prize is to go to New Mexico and play the bowling greens of the world, or would you rather go to the Sun Bowl and play a team like say that's not having a good year, but we'll get a sneak into a bowl game, a Florida or say a six-win Nebraska team. Man, that's <laughs> it's hard to talk about that because back in like the days that you were talking about, the eighties and the early nineties, um, or actually pretty much all through the nineties, it was anywhere between seventeen and twenty bowls, mm-hmm. and it was a big thing to make a bowl game. Huge. Go back to the nineteen ninety-three team. Yeah, they go to a Copper Bowl against Kansas State. The University of Arizona Stadium is sold out. Mm-hmm. It is a hard, hard ticket to get. Look at the Arizona Bowl now. Maybe know, 35%, 40%, maybe mm-hmm. full. Yeah. And that's... And they're happy about that. And they're happy about it, yeah. yeah. But back then, it, it was sold out. Both teams, one side of the stadium was Wyoming. The other side of the stadium was Kansas State. And then with some corporate folks mixed in. You ask any real deal old school Kansas State fan, I guarantee they'll say that's the best bowl game they've ever they've ever seen, ever been to. That was Kansas State's first ever bowl win. Yeah. And it was huge. It was huge. They played so great that day. They, they dominated. And then Kansas State became Bill Snyder's Wildcats that we know today. Was, and then in 96, we're all still pissed that Wyoming didn't get a bowl game. It was fun talking to Mike Jones and Ryan Yarbrough about the first series of that game when it looked appeared that Ryan Yarbrough caught like a 50-yard touchdown pass from Joe Hughes. 
and those All-American safeties and DBs of Kansas State were like, these guys are for real. Yeah. Well, whistle blows, the hanky comes out. It was a legal procedure. But Mike Jones thinks he was told that it wasn't on him. It was on Joe Hughes instead. Hmm. Over the weekend, they were talking about that. So it was kind of <laughs> funny because, well, Joe wasn't there to defend himself either. But, Mike, you clearly moved. <laughs> Ouch. Um, obviously, Wyoming has a very huge game that we haven't even talked about yet. Uh, there's so much going on. Did you ever think in our lifetime we would <laughs> be saying that Wyoming at UNLV is a huge game? No. In football at? No. No, because, I mean, looking at UNLV's stats and looking at their records, they have not been... Their last time they won eight games was in the year 2000. The last time they won seven games, which is where they're at now, was in 2013. And there's been a hell of a lot of two-win, three-win, four-win seasons in between. And I truly believe that there's going to be one hell of an atmosphere in that building. I do, too. I do, too. A lot. Wyoming has sold out their allotment. Um, which, <laughs> which means, if you're listening to this, doesn't mean you can't get a ticket. Right. You just, Wyoming has to sell their tickets well in advance and then return whatever, you know, so. Well, if it wasn't for this big win over Colorado State, this would not be a big game, and uh, this would be more of a trip for Wyoming fans to go see Allegiant Stadium and uh, do the Las Vegas things that Wyoming fans are known to do. You're going to go to U2 at the Spear, aren't you? Is that happening? Probably. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Probably. Uh, Good weekend, though. Great bounce back. Uh, That was really nice to see. Um that's, folks, just how demoralizing that game inside Albertson Stadium was. It was, uh, you really, I, I picked Wyoming to beat CSU 20-19. to I didn't know who the hell we were going to see if that was that devastating because we sat on it all week and just thought, that was gross. Well, Craig cost a buddy of mine and I 100 bucks because <laughs> when it was 3-0, I texted him and said, try to get in-game live. Wyoming minus 10. He writes back and goes, got it at minus nine and a half. I said, oh, even better yet. Um, because just in case it was, it was 10. Well, we lost the in-game bet because it was a nine-point win. Oh. Because they didn't punch it in or kick a field goal at the end. Ooh. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll run that by Craig. Yeah, see, see what his thoughts are on in-game betting against or for his Cowboys. I, I'd love to hear his response on that. <laughs> Uh, another great moment, Jared, that we would we can't go without mentioning. Uh, Gunner Gentry uh, making a beautiful touchdown catch. What a throw by Andrew Peasley, too. It was just it was perfect all the way around. Uh, to see Gunner, a super senior, get in the end zone, it was emotional for everybody, and you could tell because Wyoming's probably pretty damn lucky they didn't get a flag on that because a lot of the sideline came down to celebrate that one. And watching that replay. He, he leg-whipped that fence pretty damn hard, too. I was he like, sure oh, no, not again. <laughs> no. But I'm standing in in the seats where we're at from me to you, to, from Gunner. I mean, from Tanner, Tanner. excuse me, yeah. and his family. They're all right there. And it was really, really cool to see them all hugging each other. I mean, second touchdown in history, but the, only the first in the last three years because yeah. of dang injuries. And it was yeah. really cool to to see that and visit with Tanner a little bit about that. Yeah, he uh, poor Gunner, man. He's had two patellar tendons rip in his left knee, and it's cost him the last two seasons. And I know I talked to wide receiver coach Mike Grant before the uh, right after the first injury, and he said, you know, you know, I wouldn't say this lightly. He was really starting to look like his brother on the field, and he was playing his best football. So 
you know, after you after you get hurt that first time, you think, all right, I need to just grind this out, get back, and I'll be all right. Middle of rehab pops it again. Then that's when he told me and Tanner, I spoke to Tanner after the game on the field, uh, your mind goes to some dark places, and you wonder if this is over. Uh, his dad, Ryan, played football. Obviously, Tanner was fantastic at Wyoming and played in the NFL. Uh, that's all he's ever known, but he thought about saying, forget it. This is obviously not meant for me. It's too much work. Uh, this is too much pain, too much agony. But this, this one made it all worth it, and here is Gunnar Gentry's comments after the game when I asked him if this one was all worth it. It was huge for me. Um Especially playing CSU, it's a school that didn't really give me the time of day um, getting recruited out of high school. And uh, just, you know, with all the injuries and everything I've been through over the years, uh, to come out and make a play in a game this big for, for the program and for the university, I mean, it was huge for me. And um, shows all the hard work that I've, you know, put in and all the years of suffering and just everything that I've been through is finally paying off. And uh, it's just really an insane feeling, honestly. That is really good stuff. I absolutely love to hear him, you know, saying things like, I wouldn't change this for the world, this feeling, just the smile on his face. Uh, Tanner actually jumped out of the crowd during the game and came down on the sideline, and Gunner joked about He was like, I just finally got a seat because the entire team came over to, you know, give him love. And all of a sudden, here comes Tanner, and he said, you know, my brother can do anything he wants around here. So he just walked right on the field, right onto the sideline, and uh, came up and gave me a hug. Uh, Craig Bull mentioned that he got choked up talking to him, went over and shook his hand. Tim Polisek got really emotional talking about him as well. Uh, just a really, really cool moment. And uh, obviously, like Tanner or like Gunner said, uh, CSU didn't give him the time of day, and he's a Colorado kid, and that made it that much sweeter. Hey, NCAA, do the right thing. Give him a seventh year. <laughs> I don't know if he wants a seventh year. <laughs> that poor guy. Wouldn't it be exhausted. nice to, now that he is in his stride, though, oh. and stuff like that, to, to have him for a full season? Well, and how about not just have a moment, make these next three games and four games, five games, hopefully, and uh, you know, become a big main threat on this team? How about these next three games? Gentry catches a touchdown pass. Asante catches a touchdown pass. And a tight end to catches a touchdown pass in each of the three remaining games. That'll work. Yeah. That'll work. Well, everything but the tight end thing happened in this one. So, uh, Cowboys won 7 of 8 over Colorado State, 11 of 15. And now the series is at 59, 51, and 5. And I see a lot of CSU fans complaining about that why or CSU has only won in 19 in their last, you know, 20 rivalry games and that's of course air force cuc um and wyoming. wyoming and the only one they have is against wyoming in an empty stadium during covid yep and they have a point how in the heck does parker still have an ad job <laughs> when he's the one that's in charge of hiring these football coaches that are one in 19 not to mention uh and now the proud new owner of a stadium that's half empty 24 7 because you're not winning games they're making you payments on yeah because you're not winning those games. So people aren't even sticking around. The people that are there aren't even sticking around after halftime. Uh, but I tell you how you get a win like this, Jared. Torrey Horton, granted not healthy, 58 receiving yards, uh, really not much of a threat the entire night. Uh, a 72-yard punt from Clayton Stewart definitely helped that, keeping the ball out of his hands, which was huge. Which was, a re- hindsight, a mistake on CSU's part yeah. to decline the, I mean, to take the penalty yeah. and force Wyoming to punt. Exactly, exactly. Uh, CSU rushed for just 54 yards, something that they've been doing all year, uh, just not good running the football. 
and two interceptions. And by the way, Dallin Holker, um, he was just named to the Mackey watch list today. Uh, really good tight end. Three catches, 33 yards. I think he should be taken off that list because of this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they did a great job on him. And then their, their all-world edge rusher, Mo Kamara, three tackles. Doesn't get much better than that, folks. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, Jared. Uh, on the other side, we will talk about UNLV, the Rebels, and uh, their unbelievable start and what it will take for the Wyoming Cowboys to leave Sin City with a victory. Welcome to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show. Here are your hosts, Cody Tucker and Jared Newland. Welcome back to the 7220sports.com kickoff show, presented in part by Wyolotto. When the Pokes win, you win too. Learn more at wyolotto.com. I'm Cody, that's Jared. The Wyoming Cowboys will take on the upstart UNLV Rebels, who are 7-1 Four and one overall in Mountain West Conference play. Their only loss coming at Fresno State a couple weeks ago. An absolute heartbreaker for the Rebs. Had every chance to win that game. They were up huge. A, a muffed punt really did them in. And a drop in the end zone. Wide open running or wide open wide receiver running in the corner of the end zone just absolutely dropped a gift. Next play picked off. Game over. Fresno State survives. Um, this isn't uh, your normal UNLV team. Um, Granted, Wyoming has played some absolute wild ones against this program. A lot of overtimes, triple overtimes, crazy stuff. Of course, you can just go back to 2016, 69-66 in triple overtime. It took a Josh Allen 90-yard, 90-what, 6-7-yard drive there with under a minute to go. God, how bad was that Wyoming defense? I mean, that could get us off on a whole new tangent, but good Lord. They end up losing that game. I was there in person, oh. and I was walking during overtimes. I was walking back and forth like, up on top, going back. They would switch end zones and yeah. stuff. Uh, nervous wreck. So frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, but this game, this this uh, traditionally has had some really weird games. However, Wyoming has won 10 of the last 14 uh, which is crazy because Wyoming only has a 14-11 and 11 lead in the overall series. So of late, the Cowboys have owned this one, including the last two, which were absolute blowouts. The Cowboys have played in Allegiant Stadium. You just weren't there uh, in 2020 during COVID. Nobody was there, in fact. I didn't even fly to that game because they were canceling games. Media could have been there, and, and some Wyoming media was, but it wasn't worth the risk. I mean, they were canceling games 24 hours ahead of time. Uh, so, you know, and Nevada was shut down. I'm just glad they don't have that stupid slot machine on the side. <laughs> yeah, Barry Odom changed some things. and uh, For the better. Yeah, he's done fantastic. And uh, if you're not familiar with the name Barry Odom, uh, you actually are familiar with him because he was the head coach of the Missouri Tigers in 2019. You, of course, remember Wyoming winning that one, 37-31. Barry Odom was the first to joke about that at Mountain West Media Days, that that's the reason he's at UNLV now, <laughs> uh, because of Wyoming handing him that loss. He was fired at the end of the season, spent two years as the D.C. at Arkansas, has really revamped this UNLV squad. And to be honest with you, I felt for former Wyoming assistant Marcus Arroyo, who was the head coach there the last handful of years, I didn't feel like they gave him enough of a chance to really build this thing. Uh, I thought they made progress last year. Uh, we'll talk about him a little more. This J- Jaden uh, Maeva, Maeva, their quarterback, he's a redshirt freshman. He was a guy who was brought in by Arroyo and his staff. 
He is their uh, biggest commitment, quarterback commitment in the history of the program. A three-star kid right there uh, went to high school in Las Vegas. So um, he's doing some wonderful things. But uh, they brought in Barry Odom. They made the change. And, uh, you know, not only to get rid of the stupid slot machine, he's got them playing really well on both sides of the ball. Uh, This offense is dynamic. And they call it the go-go offense. Uh, It's going. 36.7 points per game. And if you haven't watched a game of theirs before you watch Wyoming play them, try to find them on online somewhere and just watch two or three series of their offense. It is crazy what they do. Multiple formations. I mean, two guys like to the right of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just an awkward looking offense, but it's been very effective. And uh, now Wyoming has nine games of tape on them, so hopefully they've watched yeah. every single one of them numerous times. Craig Ball certainly sounded like he was uh, familiar. Uh, they do run some option. This offense has some weird option elements to it. Uh, a lot of downhill running. <laughs> you look at their stats right here, they have a million guys who've carried a ball this year, and uh, their leading running back, Vincent Davis, only has 520 yards, but what'd you say they've combined for 24 touchdowns? Yeah, so total rushing is 1,792 yards. But their top four running backs, this is what Wyoming's running back room probably was going to look like going into this season if everybody's healthy. Yeah. Um, Davis Jr., 520 yards, four touchdowns. Lester, 388 yards, eight touchdowns. Thomas, 385 yards, eight touchdowns. Maeva, excuse me, Reese, 192 yards, four touchdowns. And then you got two quarterbacks that have each had a touchdown each, and they combined for 190 yards between them. Yeah, they're just uh it's a really weird offense, but it's uh it's really working. They Craig Bowl did mention they run a lot out of 21 personnel, two running backs and a tight end. Uh as you can see the tight end's pretty impactful too. And uh I have a story coming out on 7220 Sports about Ricky White, their wide receiver, just watching film before I talked to Craig on Monday. I said, "Man, this guy looks a lot like Tory Horton." And I asked Craig Bowl, "Is do you see similarities here? And he goes, when Tory when Tory Horton's healthy, hell yeah, I see some similarities. Uh, this kid is really good. Michigan State transfer, fifty four catches, eight hundred seventy six yards, sixteen point two average, six touchdowns. He is now the reigning offensive uh, Mountain West player of the week. Had one hundred and fifty six yards receiving last week, two touchdowns against New Mexico. Uh, the freshman of the week, Maeva, uh, really good game against the Lobos as well. Through a couple touchdowns, completing like 72% of his passes. I mean, this guy is really, really good. Well, 65%, 72 last week against the Lobos. You mentioned the tight end. He's only had 10 receptions for 168 yards. Uh, obviously, a very good average at 16.8, but 6'6, Yeah. You think that guy's helping with the running game? He's a beast. <laughs> yeah. He's helping with the running game and he's catching balls. Uh, they're just. Uh, you know, talk about balance. Passing, 2,029 yards, rushing one, almost 1,800. That's a pretty balanced attack there. And you're looking at the completion percentage, 63% as a team. Uh, Maeva's almost 65. Uh, I mean, he's only thrown four picks. He's only been sacked six times. Yeah. Uh, Big kid, too. 6'4". It's a rating of 151. Mm-hmm. Good ball player. It's it's amazing to me too. He's a native Hawaiian. I do have a story coming out about him as well. Native Hawaiian, but uh, came to Vegas, uh, went to school there, went back for another year of school in Hawaii, came back to Vegas. This guy was recruited by Auburn. He was recruited by uh, Tennessee, Louisville. 
Vegas is no uh, – that's not a shocker to have – awesome recruits in Vegas that have all these huge offers from around the country. What's shocking is he stayed. They just don't have that. Bishop Gorman produces D1 athletes left and right out of the Valley, and they all leave. Randall Cunningham's son was a stud quarterback there, and Randall Cunningham went to UNLV. I wonder if Jerry Tarkanian's money guys from back in the day are now active again, <laughs> that it's actually legal. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Even when you when you could sports bet in Vegas, wasn't it a thing where you couldn't bet on UNLV still? You couldn't bet on a, a Nevada team. So yeah, okay, okay. Even, even University of. Okay, I knew something, yep. uh, there was something to that. And then they allowed it, and then now, of course, you can do anything you want. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of betting, uh, right now the Rebels are, what, a six-point favorite? In this uh, five week? and a half five last half. I saw, it, but it's been kind of fluctuating a point. Up, down, up, down all week. Yeah, uh, they're the real deal. Um, if you want to throw stones at all, though, Jared, in the or poke some holes in this seven and two record, uh, they have not played Murderer's Row. In fact, the two really good teams they've played, they've lost to. Shouldn't have lost to Fresno State, but they did. Uh, the other loss was a thirty-five-seven setback at Michigan uh, in the Big House. So. Uh, quality losses. But I'll be the first to tell you right now, too, I know Boise State's hovering around 500. Uh, Wyoming has quality losses as well. (laughs) Uh, Texas has one loss. Air Force has one loss. Uh, Boise State is probably better than their record, although they are uh, starting to see how the other half lives. Jared uh, lost Eric McAllister this week to the NCAA transfer portal. And he will not be the last, I'll go on record to say. Uh, they're going to lose some dudes. And reports are saying that Gente is probably going to be gone, too. He's already been offered <laughs> stud cash vehicles. And he hasn't played. All that kind of stuff. He hasn't played since the Wyoming game. Yeah, he's hurt. How hurt is he, though? Is he hurt, hurt? And I'm not questioning this kid. This is just more for... Just us. Let's say we're, we don't have microphones in front of our faces. Is he really hurt, or is he? He's being cautious. With his, <laughs> exactly with his athletic ability. Thank you for saving me on that one. Uh, Taylor Green was the Mountain West uh, Freshman of the Year last year and preseason <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year. He's the guy I picked as the MVP of the Mountain West Conference this year, and he's sharing snaps. He started the last game and was pulled on the second snap of the game at Fresno State. That kid is stupid talented. Uh, we were just talking about this in the press box at the basketball game last night. Uh, Craig Bull compared this guy to Josh Allen last year. Arm strength, running ability, scramble ability, athleticism. Uh, make that call if you're Craig Bull. Why not? Why not? make that? You think if uh, if Andy Avalos said, man, that Evan Sabota kid, he look, he's like Josh Allen. You don't think Boise State's going to give him a call? Why not? It's all going on. All this illegal recruiting of current <laughs> players on other teams is going on everywhere in the country. And I don't know how they police it unless they have an actual screenshot that shows the number of the person texting or they record a call that shows the number and they can trace it back to a certain coach. And you better be clean. If you're going to narc, you better be you better be squeaky clean. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that brings up another great question here, though. We're so focused on sign stealing, which is legal if you pick it up with your own eyes and you're watching the guy across the field and you pick up his nuances. It's not legal to send some cat to games and pay for him to go and really steal signs. Uh, 
is that our biggest problem in college football is steal signing or stealing signs? Or <laughs> no. is it this tampering stuff, which it appears from what we've heard, that's very much what happened to Eric McAllister, who was a Bolitnikoff candidate. And now he's going to sit out the rest of the year and go where he's going to go. Well, it was going on when Chad Muma was here. Yeah. Uh, you know, reports were that he was offered bags of cash by SEC teams. Easton Gibbs. Luckily, stay. Yeah. Hearing the now same thing Easton, about Easton Gibbs. Yeah. Yep. And. Who knows? I mean, if if Whaley actually started at Wyoming, yeah. you know, started oh, out and yeah. then had a transfer, a free transfer, he'd be getting calls. No question. Maybe anyway. Probably is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no question about it, man. It's just, uh, I think there are bigger problems in the world. However, Michigan, the way they're egregiously, apparently, allegedly going about this, that's the problem. And I read today... That the running back and this weirdo Stallions guy have some kind of corporation that's linked to Wyoming? Well, the running back says that he doesn't even know what this is, but his name is listed on this. It's his initials. LLC, and the name of the corp is, yeah, RC2. Two. Two. <laughs> and, yeah, but it's, it's filed with the Secretary of State's office in the state of Wyoming. And you know what they probably said, man, talk, what's a state that nobody would even dream of? At first, when I read it, it says in Wyoming, because there isn't there a Wyoming, a Wyoming Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, I thought so the I was same like, thing. oh, you know, no big deal. But then I read into it more and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> That's actually Wyoming. I, I thought the same thing. I thought it had to be Wyoming, Michigan. Before we for, forget about this, I want to go back to how about those Air Force Falcons? <laughs> how about them? How about- Six turnovers. Eight, essentially. And then two turning it over on fourth down inside the 20. Yeah. It was a royal beatdown, courtesy of the Black Knights. To a not-so-good Army, had Army two Black wins. Knight team. Army had two wins going into that game. Thumped them. Think about it, though. Army scored 23 points and essentially had eight turnovers. That's not great. <laughs> <laughs> but Air Force just absolutely couldn't get out of their own way. Larry or threw one of the most hideous interceptions I've ever seen in my life. I, I had a guy text me and go, you watching this Air Force game? And I said, no, I figured that was going to be a murder scene. He said, you might want to turn it on. They're getting waxed and they look like hell. And I turned it on and I, or I said, is Larry or playing? And he said, yep. And I turned it on and Larry or threw an absolute duck right into the arms of a safety dude who was standing all by himself. So folks, Love it. <laughs> it's, it's week to week. College football, NFL, whatever it is, it is week to week. Yes, you can lay eggs at any time. Obviously, Wyoming laid a huge one at Boise State. Sure did. Air Force laid a huge one at Mile High Stadium against Army. It happens all the time. You just have to, hopefully, that they bounce back like Wyoming did. Hopefully, Air Force doesn't from here on (laughs) out. But it happens. It's 18 to 22-year-old kids. How about... The, we all know that the word that's so dead in college sports is loyalty. How about these Wyoming fans that are mad when people are celebrating that Air Force lost because it's bad for the conference? You don't think if Air Force goes to a New Year's Six Bowl, they're going to be poking around saying, who wants us? They've been doing that anyway for years. Look what San Diego State tried to parlay their Final Four run into. Yeah, Wyoming will get some extra money in their pocket if Air Force goes to a New Year's Six game. So what? I mean, maybe Tom Berman doesn't want to hear me say so what, but I'm not Tom Berman. I don't care. I don't want Air Force to win. I don't want them to win the Commander's and Chief, Commander in Chiefs Trophy. I don't want them to win anything. Why do I have to go for Air Force? Because they're in the Mountain West Conference? Preach, brother. I can't stand it. 
I, I just I, I don't get it, man. You're telling me that you're going to be gung-ho, go CSU, if they're 12, 13, and 0 going into a New Year's Six Bowl? No. No, because you know what? They'd be begging the Big 12 at that point to take us. Please take us. Because you know what? If Wyoming was in that particular – or they were in that spot, they'd be the same way. And it's a marathon, not a sprint, though. They they can't just do it off of one season. they got to ring some things together, string some things together, excuse me, like two or three, four years in a row yeah. of being right there, like Boise actually did yes, back in the day. Sure did. Yeah. And you wonder if that runs over. And I wonder to back to the Boise State thing a little bit. I wonder if they're a victim of their own success because they obviously have high caliber recruits. Uh, Genty's awesome. McAllister's awesome. Uh, Green's awesome. They didn't come to Boise to play in a potato bowl or a New Mexico bowl or potentially no bowl. So maybe these guys are going, well, I didn't sign up for this. I'm out of here and I don't want to live in Boise, Idaho. Maybe they can see the writing on the wall that Avalos isn't going to get him to that next level that the previous coaches have. Yeah, that too. I mean, they are literally about to see how the other half lives. Uh, you might recall after 2021, Wyoming lost their leading receiver, both quarterbacks, their leading rusher. Uh, the gates of hell opened. <laughs> Absolutely opened on Craig Bowles' football team. And uh, what do they do? They bounce back in 2022. Win eight games, go to a bowl game. People are still pissed that, uh, you know, Wyoming's losing players left and right to the portal and they're only becoming bowl eligible and they're not winning Mountain West titles. Um, Maybe that'll put it in perspective for some listeners out there that, you know, I think Craig's ridden this wave pretty damn well. Uh, And he's starting, It's they're just getting better at it too. Look at the guys like Ayer Santi only has like 13 catches this year, but five are touchdowns. Harrison Whaley's incredible. He might be the best running back we've seen here since Brian Hill. And that's skipping over a guy named Xavion Valaday, who's the number two running rusher, rusher in the history of the program. So, you know, they're starting to make the portal work for them a little bit here. Soapbox off. Uh, how about some uh, Mountain West standings, Jared, and uh, run us through the Mountain West slate here. we got about uh, four minutes left. Unfortunately, Air Force's loss doesn't affect the Mountain West standings. Yeah, that's it just true. It affects the overall standings. But uh, they're 5-1 and one leading the way. Fresno State and UNLV tied at 4-1. and, one. and Fresno, and then, of course, has a tiebreaker with the win over the Rebels. Yep. And then Boise State, Wyoming, and San Jose State all logjammed at 3-2. and two. Utah State, Nevada, 2-3. and three. And then there are four teams at the bottom. Bottom at one and four, the Lobos, the Aztecs, the Warriors, and that team down south. Could Wyoming, honestly, if they can get past this UNLV team, you couldn't ask for a better ending to this season. Having Hawaii come to Laramie, uh, Nevada had a nice couple of games there where they, they won a couple, but then they came back down to earth in a hurry against Hawaii in Reno last week. And, uh, you know, Nevada's still very, very young, very uh, not ready for the moment, you could say. And looking ahead, I know it's three weeks from now, but Saturday after Thanksgiving, no students on campus. They don't go to games anyway. There will realistically be less than 1,500 people, Ugh. I'm guessing, in that in that stadium. Oh, my God. And yeah. now I'm, I could be totally wrong. I don't think you're far Surprise off. Surprise me, Reno. I don't think you're far off. Um, you want to go through the rest of the scores from last week? Uh, yes, I certainly can. So there were, I mean, you know, other than the Wyoming game on Friday night, everything was on Saturday. Of course, we talked about Army waxing Air Force 23-3. Hawaii upending Nevada in Reno 27-14. UNLV just laid it on New Mexico 56-14. Utah State 
upends San Diego State 32-24. to Boy, are they bad. Fresno State gets the win against Boise 37-30. to Yeah. How about, did you watch any of that Boise State-Fresno game? A little bit of it. Not a lot. Did you happen to watch uh, Fresno State return a kick for a touchdown with no time on the clock yeah. to end the first half? Brutal. Brutal. Got to be a squib at that point, doesn't it? It has to be. That was brutal. And even if you kick it out of bounds, yeah, who cares? I know. Because they get it 35. They're going to knee and it. Knee it or try to get a pass interference call. And there's probably hardly any a college quarterback that can throw it 70-some yards in the air to get it to the end zone. So, oh, wow. That was yep. rough. Uh, and uh, that'll do it. That, <laughs> I mean, that, that put a bow on them in a hurry, so... How about this week? Uh, Nevada at Utah State. San Diego State against the Rams, that team down south. New Mexico at Boise State. Fresno State at San Jose State. And then the last chance saloon, Air Force at Hawaii. I think we're all circling San Jose State and Fresno State. Uh, real chance there. Rivalry game. Uh, Chavin Cordero is the mountain preseason Mountain West Player of the Year. Um they're a scary team. San Jose State really is. They're a team that, you know, not many people want to mess with right now. Got off to a really slow start, but they're Tough schedule. kind of finding themselves. They are. They are. Uh, Fresno State is going to have their hands full, to say the least. So, Wyoming needs the Bulldogs to lose. And Why I'll be honest with one? you, I'm rooting for Nevada to beat Utah State, too. I just don't want to see Utah State in a bowl game. I don't want to see Utah State in a bowl game, either. However... I would like to see them feeling good with Boise State coming to Logan next week because we still uh, – the Wyoming Cowboys still need a loss from the Broncos. Damn you, believe, Cody. Believe it or not. All right, I switched that. <laughs> Go Aggies. <laughs> I, I mean, as bad as things have been for Boise State, they still are – you know, they're not in the driver's seat. They lost They lost that by losing to uh, – to Fresno State last week. However, they're still very much in the hunt. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to get well this week against New Mexico. I believe they're a 26-point favorite in that one, 24, 26, whatever it is. So they're going to feel better. I'm going to throw out a number here, 314. Is that how many yards Wyoming needs to win? That's how many yards Whaley needs to clip 1,000 for this year. Mm. And he's missed three games, essentially four if you count the Boise State game. Kid is special. Yes, he is. Really good player. All right, we got a couple minutes here. Let's run down uh, this week's, and uh, we got a new flair to this week uh, as far as our picks with the high school football oh. stuff. I have that pulled up okay. if you want. Um, football wise, uh, Bighorn and Torrington. These guys move around so much. Torrington used to be in 3A when I covered. Uh, Star Valley at Cody, that's going to be a – all these games are in Laramie, by the way, at War Memorial Stadium. Star Valley and Cody, uh, <clears throat> go Cody. Um Little Snake River taking on Burlington. Uh, Little Snake, please, in that one. Wind River taking on Big Piney. Cheyenne East and Sheridan. That's the big 4A game that I think a lot of people are excited about. Sheridan actually beat East during the regular season, but uh, the Central Indian in me is not wanting East to win, but the <laughs> Cheyenne guy in me wants uh, Cheyenne to win that one. And weather looks great yep. for both uh, it's Friday and Saturday in Laramie. So they, they lucked out there this year. and. Uh, I'm just, I'm just glad that all these teams still continue to come to Laramie for these games. Absolutely. It's a great opportunity for them. Really quick, final score. 31-30 pokes, 
Hoyland does <laughs> redeem himself, gets the game-winning kick. Send all emails to Jared Newland if that doesn't happen. Uh, I'm taking him 34-31, so I guess somebody's going to have to make a kick too for me, <laughs> but uh, hopefully it's not at the very end. Uh, this has been the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented by the Brown and Gold. This show is also sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wyo Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. Thank you for joining us. For Jared Newland, I'm Cody Tucker. Stay tuned for Wyoming football next, right here on KOWB. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.